Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Falker, and thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Next Level Leader Podcast. This is the place where we come together and we grow as leaders. I'm excited again to have you tuned into this podcast and wherever you are around the world. Know that we appreciate you. We don't take it for granted. We recognize that leaders inspire other leaders because iron sharpens iron. I would love to connect with you. And first of all, I want to ask a favor of you if you would share this podcast with as many people as you can. And then by doing it, let me know who shared it with you. Follow me, Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. We build community there. We have conversations. Many people share with me how this podcast is blessing them. And also go to josephwalker3.org, my website for content and other things that we know will be a blessing to your life. And I hope that it truly, truly enhances every area of your life. You can come in and speak and provide books and content. So it's just a great place to go and learn more about what we're doing and even expand what you're trying to do. Today, I want to talk about something that's important for all of us, and that is determining what's essential. Let me set this up this way. Each person has to evaluate their own organization. As a leader, it's important that you are able, particularly in light of the global pandemic and how you've had to reset and reimagine your organization going forward to determine what exactly is essential. What the pandemic showed us is what we could live without. Sometimes we make many of our wants, needs, (laughs) and oftentimes, Uh, If you make your want your need, when you don't have it, you realize you really didn't need it. There are a lot of things that happen in our organizations, positions, people, things we do, systems that are no longer essential. I read a marvelous book by Greg McEwen entitled Essentialism, in which he argues his point. And I wanted to do a podcast because I believe this will be a benefit to you. Every next level leader, has to understand how important it is to determine what is essential so you're not carrying excess weight through your organization, old models and old systems, trying to get things done. So let's talk about it. Here's the first thing. And you've got to be very, very determined to understand this one. Honest assessment. Have you ever asked yourself, can I be honest about where I am? As I assess my church, assess my business, assess my my vision, assess my team, can I really be honest about all of it, about the quality of personnel that I have, the competencies, the systems, the things that are in place that may be uh, creating bottleneck in terms of policies and procedures? Like, Can I really have an honest assessment about how we're being perceived by others, what's our customer service perception, what are our processes, an honest assessment helps you determine what is essential. We did this in our organization, in our church in Nashville, Tennessee. We began to look at our systems one by one. 
the fine-tooth comb, we were honest about whether or not programmatically, for example, things that we were doing, we had to then understand the way in which you can make an accurate assessment is that you have to have data. Data determines whether or not a thing can actually be efficient and effective. So we were doing things to be doing them because historically those were the things we've always done. But the data was showing us that it was no longer essential. There was no more interest. Things had shifted. And oftentimes we're doing things under the assumption that this is what people want to see us do. When in fact, (laughs) people have pivoted, moved on to something else, and we're wondering why we have a lack of support, energy around it. It's because we did not make an honest assessment. I want to challenge you. Make an honest assessment of your organization. And a part of doing that is the second principle that I really want to talk about is having tough conversations. That's number two. The tough conversation, moving outside of the emotive space, moving outside of, you know, the perceptive space, moving outside of hurting people's feelings, coming to a place where you can have the tough conversations around, is this still necessary? Is this person still necessary in our team? Is that position still needed? These are the tough conversations. I've tried to, as a leader, surround myself with people who would not acquiesce everything I wanted, but people who would actually raise tough questions and people who will be honest with me. Because an honest assessment requires people who, who work around you, leaders who are you know, working around you in the collaborative model. You have to give those folks permission to have tough conversations with you. Tough conversations with you about your vision, about the timing, about the efficacy of it. And it's important, the methodology of it. Can you trust the people around you to have those tough conversations with you as a leader, even if it means you have to redact to change what you set out to do? Can they share with you their honest opinions and feelings and thoughts without fear of penalty or retribution? Listen, if you're going to be an effective leader, there comes a moment you're going to have to have that tough conversation. You're going to have to sit down with that person, that business partner, sit down with that employee sit down with that team and have real, honest, raw conversations about what our reality is and what are our plans to maintain a level of essentialism as we go forward. Now, here is number three. (laughs) Ask yourself, is it sacred or is it selfish? The things and systems that we do in our organizations, in our churches, in our businesses, the things we've been doing over and over and over again, those things become very sacred. We call those things the sacred cows. When people come in to change an organization, they first of all want to know where the sacred cows, what things do I do not need to touch right now? I want to build a consortium before I touch those things because if I touch those things, people have a very emotional attachment to those things. It may rebel against all of my leadership because I've touched something that was very sacred to them. Here's the deal. You have to look when you assess your your organization and you begin to have those tough conversations. Ask yourself, am I only doing this because it truly is sacred and substantive, sustainable, or is it rooted in some selfish desire I have to hold on to it? I found that as a leader, all of us have those spaces where we just hold on to stuff because it's selfish. It's just selfishness in us. We don't want to let go. It's comfortable for us. It's convenient. It fits our life but it may not be relevant anymore. It may not be reaching what it needs to reach, but we hold on to it because of selfish desires. I've seen people willing to allow an entire organization to fail because they were so selfish and didn't want to give up the methodology that they have always operated under. 
when you are a next level leader and you're determining what's essential, you have got to begin to say what's sacred and what's selfish. The sacred things are important, they're foundational, they're sustainable, they're generational. But the selfish things are things that are just convenient. And those are things that make life easy for you all the time with no challenge. It's just something you want to do, even at the expense of the organization not growing, not expanding, and not accomplishing its full potential, all because of a selfish leader. And as a next level leader, that's not going to be your story because you cannot be a selfish leader if you're a next level. Here's number four. Can it function being scaled down? A part of essentialism is how do you scale down the processes, scale down the organization, and still maintain a level of efficacy. So often we think that big is always better. Sometimes you have to downsize in order to reach more. Scaling down is tough, right? But you have to ask yourself, that's the stress test on your organization. Can it be scaled down? Can our processes, rather than go to A, B, C, D before I get to E, Can I go from A and B and C just take me straight to E? You see, I think it's important to evaluate this because sometimes things are so cumbersome. Sometimes, man, things can be just so massive and we don't know how to scale and streamline things. You think about things that right now on your phone, if you want to order food, you know, from a particular vendor, you can order that food and it can show up, it's streamlined. Your credit card's in your phone, you hit a button, you tap. You know, you can order from Amazon, you tap, you click, it has your profile. Things have been streamed down. And that's what makes it so difficult for some people when you experience the frustration of going in person to shop and you're standing in line and the line is wrapped around. And you're like, wow, I could have done this at home because even businesses understand in order to be effective, you've got to streamline processes. You've got to make it, less cumbersome so people are able to accomplish what they want to accomplish uh, and, and when they engage your organization. So determining what's essential is asking yourself, what's sacred? What's selfish? And then once you ask that question, can the organization function if we scale down? It's not about how many you have. It's about how many you can count on. Listen carefully. Number five. What is the impact on the organization, watch this, without it? The very thing you're trying to hold on to, the very thing, (laughs) the things that you know you need to release, can the organization function without those things? That's one of the litmus tests of essentialism. And I've discovered this is so important when I begin to think, man, look at what happened during the global pandemic. Look at what you were able to do. Functioning, being effective, you pivoted. You were still making it happen without certain things. So if you were able to do those things without certain things, why do you feel it necessary to incorporate those things back into your system when in fact you can be more efficient, scale down, and get things done? I'm telling you, you have to ask yourself, can the absence of this thing impact my organization negatively? And my answer is, if it's essential, it will. But if it's non-essential, it won't. So this is why we are focused in on determining what is essential. This is why we are spending this time today, because it is so important that we take our time and understand 
the value of determining what is essential. And number six, I want to spend a little time talking about because it's the feasibility in the future. Looking at what things have sustainable or sustainability. Is it feasible to take this thing into the future? When I assess all the different, you know, infrastructural things, assess administrative things, I begin to assess processes, assess people, assess how the vision is going to go forward. I have to ask myself, like, does this thing have feasibility for the future? Can this thing, you know, take me to one generation to the next generation? We all benefit from things that people saw feasible for the future years ago, things that are still relevant, things that still touch our lives today. As a next level leader, you have to ask yourself when you're dealing with essentialism, what is essential? Does this thing have merit? Does this thing carry weight in the lives of people every single day? Can this thing have futuristic impact? At the end of the day, that's what I want to see happen. I want to see some futuristic impact. And when you're able to do that, it's an amazing thing. So I want you to really like, pay attention and zone in on that because a lot of people miss that. They miss that point. They're not thinking about the future. They're thinking about right now. Everything I do as a next level leader, I try to say, if I'm going to engage in this, what does this look like in three years, five years, 10 years? Not just what does it look like right now and how I can post it on Instagram, but what, 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 what futuristic you know, uh, sustainability this thing is going to have? What, what is it that's going to cause this thing to continue to move forward? Determining what's essential makes you think not just about your right now, but it makes you think about your not yet. And then, of course, I want to review. Because before I get to number seven, as always, you know what we do. We spend time reviewing. We're dealing with this idea of essentialism. We had a discussion about Greg McEwen's book, Essentialism, determining those things that are necessary now as I go forward. And the first thing we discovered is an honest assessment is required. Have an honest assessment about your organization. Don't drink the Kool-Aid of other people's opinion. But you make an honest assessment about where you are now. Then the second thing is having those tough conversations. It may be uncomfortable to have a conversation with someone that who may be not out of their season right now, or someone who you know you're going to have to pivot, but you have to have those tough conversations because they are necessary. And number three, can it function if you scale it down? If I scale this thing down, the way in which we operate, the way in which we fight, if I scaled it down, can the organization function effectively? Then, this is important. What is the impact of the organization without the very thing I'm asking? Is it still essential? What is the impact of the organization concerning that thing I'm debating whether or not I should scale down or not? But then, I think here's an important one, right? It's about understanding the feasibility in the future. Coming to a place where I truly, truly, truly can say, right, that I, I'm thinking about the future. So as I think about honest assessment and tough conversations and moving beyond the, the sacred and determining whether or not I'm being selfish or, or is this thing really sacred and coming to a place where this thing, uh, you know, is, is functioning, even if it's scaled down and knowing that it's generational uh, it's going to have generational implications. This is why it helps you determine your quality of life. 
Whatever is essential in this season of your life will also align with your values, with your goals, and your dreams. No matter how amazing the opportunity, listen to me, it's very careful that you understand this scripture. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. So everything that you do has to have you know, alignment with your quality of life. You can't walk into something and continue to have systems and processes that no longer are essential. You're burning the candle at both ends because you're not thinking about essentialism. So here's that thing you walk and you say, is that necessary? Is that still necessary? Is that still relevant? Some things are, and they are needed. This is not a call to go and disrupt everything that has been there and say, none of this was really relevant anymore. No, some things were relevant and some things still are. But it is important as we pivot to understand the significance, the significance of making sure, watch this, the quality of life is aligned with it all. That I'm able to spend time with my children, my family. That's what's essential. Anything that gets in the way of my quality of life, my sanity, all of that, has to be dealt with or it will deal with you. So I'm grateful and I'm thankful for each one of you because I want you to make sure every single day you determine what is essential. Ask yourself that question. Do I really need this? I hope you have been blessed today. I tell you, I get so geeked and excited to share this podcast with you. And I want you to share it with as many people as you can. Remember, if you've tuned in and um, maybe you're being blessed every week, let me know. Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. Let me know that you're being blessed. And also know that I appreciate you. And I'm grateful for you. And thank you for being a next level leader. Let me know where you are in the world. And uh, we really appreciate you. I thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I pray God's richest blessings be upon you. Until we meet again, you be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Joseph with